0: Hello, everyone. It's really good to have you join us again. For those of you who are in our Home at Home setups today, uh, we hope you're having a great fellowship and a wonderful time. And for those of you who are watching uh, a stream online, again, may this word really strengthen and encourage you today. Last week, we spoke about generations are our focus, and we're continuing uh, with our value this week with our part two. Uh, The value is uh, each demographic makes up our family and all have significant value. We learn from each other, grow together, and support one another through every stage of life. That is our value. And this week, we're going to follow on talking about legacy. Legacy is a legal term and its definition is something handed down from one person to another. An example of that would be a will. And often legacy can actually be good or bad. So it's up to you what kind of legacy you are going to leave. Psalms 90 and verse 2 actually says, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And we're talking about God who is the only one who really can encompass what legacy genuinely really is he is from everlasting to everlasting in other words he always is always will be and we are encouraged to join him in what little part we can play in leaving a legacy but what's interesting here is first john 217 tells us the world and its desires will pass away, but whosoever does the will of God lives forever. It is in this context that we are able to partner with God in leaving a legacy, knowing that all the things we do here or we see around us on earth will pass away, but only what we do for God will last forever. And so the encouragement for us today is really not just to focus on our day-to-day, menial, humdrum things, but to be thinking, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? You can ask that to yourself the question, in fact, what kind of legacy am I going to leave for those who are coming behind me? Types of legacy can be traditions or ways of thinking. It can be good principles wealth or resource, it can be a business. And so whatever we do, the whole purpose of legacy is leaving something that somebody can inherit, something that they can continue when we are no longer around. What have you done that's worth inheriting? What are you doing that is worth inheriting? That is the question we're asking today. You see, We will understand that there is always an enemy of legacy, and the enemy of legacy is procrastination. It could be deceit or self centeredness, self interest, or selfishness. You see, legacy is always about thinking about someone else. And as we had already discussed, generations, we know that this is about. Uh, the continuation of a family line, and also what those family inherit from us who go before them. Jeremiah 6 verse 13 lets us know, you see, that the the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain. But see, prophets and priests are alike, but all practice deceit. So he was telling us here that when people are deceitful, that it's very hard to leave a legacy, a legacy that is good, a legacy that is of value that God will respect and honor. So only you can determine what kind of legacy you are going to leave. How about leaving a good legacy? Proverbs 13 verse 22 says, A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. A good person. In other words, if you are somebody who has a good sense of value, you will be determined that when you leave this earth, you have left a legacy, some kind of inheritance for your children. And it's important to know that you have to be intentional about that legacy. How will you leave that legacy? Will it be resource? Will it be a a, a great value, a great great example? Will it be a business or a name that is allowed to carry them into something wonderful or empower them that will open doors? Only you can determine, but you have to start intentionally now. Psalms 145 verse 4 to 5 and also verse 13 reads, One generation commends your works to another. Now, what's lovely about this is that this is beginning to tell us about God, who is the ultimate in leaving a legacy. And when we encounter Jesus we encounter him in Luke 2. In fact, we'll go back to this Luke 2 verse 49. And Jesus actually says when he was in the temple, his family had lost him, basically, and he was left for three days in the temple having conversations with the priests. And they were amazed at what he was doing. And when his family came and found him, his response to them was, do you not know I must be about my father's business? Now, what's interesting about that is that He wasn't talking about setting up a business. He was already talking about a business that was already in progress because God had already left a legacy for his people. Because God is interested in generations. He's interested in whatever he's doing that it fulfills and meets who he is because he's from everlasting to everlasting. Therefore, he's interested in generations, leaving legacies for continuing generations. And so when Jesus comes on the scene, he's saying, I've got to be about my father's business. In other words, I've got to continue to fulfill and carry this legacy, this legacy that sets up a process that is eternal. And so we're told here in Psalms 145 and verse 5, verse 4, 5 and 13, one generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. In other words, the works that God has done is being testified and declared from one generation to another. This is where we join those who have gone before us. In fact, the Bible talks about the clouds of witnesses. We join with them in continuing to declare the works of God that has already preceded us that then will also come after us. We declare his works from one generation to another. What does that mean? It means I tell my children about God. I tell them about his goodness. I tell them about the miracles. I testify about what he has done for me. And in so doing, I'm declaring his goodness to that next generation. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. Verse 13, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. That's a great word. God's faithfulness. You see, legacy speaks of faithfulness. It declares a character that says, I'm going to be intentional and consistent in what I am doing. And in doing so is what solidifies or consolidates the legacy I'm going to leave behind. It requires faithfulness. In other words, you can leave nothing behind that is of good without being intentional and being faithful. Therefore, we join with God who is ultimately faithful. And therefore, we join with him in this everlasting to everlasting process of leaving a legacy. it is a powerful and a great thing to do because what it means is when 200 years pass or passes after you have gone, what will people remember about you? They would only remember what you have been intentional and faithful in doing that is a genuine legacy. So you have to be relentless. Legacy is about being relentless. And it's God's faithfulness that tells us about his relentlessness in terms of leaving not only a legacy for us, but us continuing to join him in leaving a legacy for others. I'm telling you now, if we don't be intentional about this, we will fail the generations to come. They must be able to build on top of what we leave behind. And so in doing that, it allows us then to encourage and to build generations that we have not yet seen. Psalms 145 and verse 5, as I said, and 13, has already told us this. Psalms 23, verse 6. Surely goodness, the Bible tells us, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell forever throughout all my days in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord. Now that there is speaking about legacy. That God's goodness and his gracious love, unfailing love and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. In other words, that's what legacy does. It pursues that next generation so that they have something now that will empower them on their journey. And so God has gone ahead of us and he has already said, my goodness, my mercy, my unfailing love is so set up that it will pursue you. It will continue to follow on after you and behind you. And therefore it will empower you in your journey. That's what legacy does. It empowers that next generation to say, hey, I can build on top of what is already here. That's why all those who have gone before us from Paul, Peter, Moses and so on, they have built a legacy that we today can stand on declaring the goodness of God. In fact, when God speaks to the children of Israel, he says, he tells them, write it on the doorpost, write his commands, write all the examples of what he done. He says, set up stones that when they come along, they will ask, what is the meaning of this stone? And it will say, this is where God took us through a battle. This is where God took us through the Red Sea. This is where he delivered us from Pharaoh. It was a legacy they were leaving behind. And in so doing, they could then understand the God they served had worked so many miracles. And if he did it back then, he can do it again. Can I tell you right now that the legacy we have is about a God who is a good God, a God who is a faithful God, a God who will never leave you alone, but will let you know that he's already done the work ahead of time, that before you were born, the everlasting God has already set your victories in motion. He's already set your miracles in motion. So that when you come along, you are inheriting what he's already prepared for you. And when you then fulfill your role, somebody else can come in on the back and say, Yes, mum, dad, brother, friend, sister, uncle, father has left me a legacy that I can now stand on, knowing that the God they serve worked things so great for them that I can put my confidence in the same God. Generation after generation. Legacy after legacy. This is the God we serve. And the Bible tells us that he's gracious in everything he does. Hallelujah. That in doing so, he is giving us this faithfulness that we can say, Lord, I trust you. That whatever you declare over me, whatever you ask of me, I can trust you because I have seen the legacy left by Peter and Paul, by John, by those who were prepared to give their life for." The gospel. What is legacy about? Legacy is about others. It is about buying into our beliefs and our values and following them that when we are not around, because what we leave behind has true worth. So when you are not around, somebody would have bought into that legacy. Parents, you can leave legacies of life skills, legacies of faith, and examples for your children. Proverbs 1, 8 and 9 says, my son, hear the instruction of your father and do not reject the teaching of your mother for they are a garland of grace on your head like a crown and a chain and ointments of gold around your neck. That's what legacy does. It crowns the next generation with wealth and riches, something that allows them to be of value in the world ahead of time. What an amazing idea that I can crown my grandchildren in years to come with a crown because I've left a legacy. With a valuable ornament around their neck because I've left a legacy. Hallelujah. Listen to the value and the wisdom of your parents because you then can carry on the legacy they leave with the wisdom that God has empowered them to provide. Can we talk about the ultimate legacy? First Peter two, verse twenty-one tells us. And this is Christ Himself. He's saying He's leaving for us an example so that we may follow in His footsteps. Hallelujah. Verse 24 says he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross, willingly offering himself on it as an altar of sacrifice that we might die to sin, becoming immune from the penalty of the power of sin and alive for righteousness. For by his wounds, you are healed. What Christ did was to leave the ultimate legacy. And when we discussed, remember our message on the vaccine? we are told that Christ took in his body the whole process. In fact, he was the first to come up with a vaccine. We might look in our history books and believe that Edward Jenner in 1796 was the first when he came up with a vaccine to deal with on the back of smallpox. But it wasn't him, it was Christ. The Bible tells us that he took in his body the culture of our sin so that he could create the antidote, The vaccine for our sin. And he did it by fulfilling his death on the cross. And he left a legacy that you, me, and all those who come behind us can actually be born again, can be set free from sin. That is the ultimate legacy. It's the legacy of Christ on the cross. Hallelujah. And he tells us today that he went ahead of time. And he left an, a gateway, an opening that you, me, and all who are willing to come can benefit from the legacy of the Christ crucified, the Christ that is resurrected. I want to use a song that was written by Bethel Music. And it talks about the goodness of the God. That's the title of God, God's goodness. That's the title of the song, the goodness of God. Verse 1 says, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days... I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. The chorus says, and all my life, you have been faithful. And all my life, you have been so good. And every breath that I am able, with every breath, I will sing of the goodness of God. Hallelujah, because his goodness is faithful. The vamp goes on to say, I love your voice. This is the second verse. And you have led me through the fire in the darkness night. And you said, you close you close like no other. I've known you as father and I've known you as a friend and I've lived in the goodness of God. But this is a bit I love. He says, because your goodness... Is running after me. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after me. It's running after me. And when every life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything because your goodness is running after me. His goodness and His mercy will follow you all the days of your life, He says. It is running after you. Moses wrote in Psalms 91, don't put your trust in princes and human beings for what they do and all their plans will come to nothing. But blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord our God. God is saying he is faithful and his legacy for you is his goodness and his mercy is the power to be set free from sin. If you don't know God today, he's talking to you that Jesus Christ left you a legacy. A legacy that the price has been paid, that you no longer have to worry about paying your debts. Because the God we serve has given his life for you. That you can walk into freedom because the debt has been paid. You simply have to invite him into your heart and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe you died to set me free. Today I receive your forgiveness. Thank you for the legacy of salvation. Be my Lord and my Savior. And if you prayed that prayer, you have joined in the everlasting God's. Legacy. You've joined in our Father's business that you too can declare the goodness of God from generation to generation. God is encouraging all of us that our life here means nothing because only what you do for Christ has any real value. What legacy are you going to leave behind? How are you going to impact the next generation? We do it because we know the God we serve is from everlasting to everlasting. And that his goodness and mercy is running after you. Hallelujah. What an amazing legacy. Generations are our focus. God bless you.